controversial opinion here for you, Ryan. Okay. The Green Lantern movie is not as bad as people say it is. You know, I think I'll give you that. I, I think you're right. Okay. So, let's then, yeah, okay, let's explain this, because it's a very malign film. <laughs> this was supposed to jettison the DCU, and it didn't. So, when we sat down to watch this film, I said to Ryan, this movie suffers from the same thing that the current DCEU films suffer from, and that is, the third act is what lets down the entire film. Act 1 and 2 will be solid great foundation and then they'll just drop the ball in the third act and it'll ruin the entire movie. Yeah, I think I agree. Honestly, I think Green Lantern's biggest problem is pacing. Genuinely. Because realistically, there are some spots where the CGI is a bit wonky, but realistically, I think that is to be expected when you've got such a high CGI limit, especially for a character like Green Lantern. Right. And I agree, I think the first two acts are actually pretty decent. The problem is, it almost feels like the first act of a superhero movie. It does. Which it really does. is problematic because then the third act just kind of happens. And not to be funny, but the acting is fine. Like, there are a couple of moments where you and I looked at each other and were like, ooh, that's yeah. not great dialogue, that's not great emoting. But, like, on the whole, it was pretty enjoyable right up until the warehouse moment. Yeah. I think. When he fights what's his name? Like Hector. Yeah. And then Parallax shows up. Because like Yeah, beyond that it was doing fine. Again, it felt like a first act, but like it was still enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Uh, the super suit is not bad looking. The mask is the thing that's kind of off putting. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um although I do appreciate the fact they like CG gray his eyes out because of, that makes sense. Like it's a pretty interesting way to look at the like Green Lantern mask. Yeah. Especially for 2011 when you know like Deadpool hadn't come out, so that whole like actual comics accurate thing hadn't really been established yet. Yeah. I mean, not even Batman gets his eyes white, except in the Dark Knight. Yes. Yeah. Which is an awesome moment. Yeah. <laughs> And again, that I really appreciate, because that's a really comic-accurate way that they just slotted in a neat little thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, so, let's, let's take it from, like, Green Lantern things that you actually like. Okay. First Flight the movie. Of course, that is phenomenal. I really, really enjoy that. I think it's a good, good movie. That's the one where he teams up with Sinestro, and they have that, like, training day vibe, yeah. and then Sinestro... Yeah, I think that's... Honestly, that's probably the perfect introduction to Green Lantern. Okay, one of the things I need to get out of the way right now. Hal Jordan is my Green Lantern. The exception being Jon Stewart. Yes. I do not mind them replacing Hal Jordan with Jon Stewart so long as they acknowledge that Hal Jordan was there first. Yeah. Okay. I do not like Kyle Rayner at all. I do not. The like, only Green Lantern that I hate more than Kyle Rayner is Guy Gardner. But even there, you're kind of supposed to hate Guy Gardner, which is, you could argue, is a good like character thing. Yeah. Realistically, I've never enjoyed Guy Gardner. I've never enjoyed Carl Rayner. Uh, I think that's because they they keep turning Carl Rayner into Space Jesus. It's really weird. They do turn him into Space Jesus. And they just give him all the power. They're like, you're the greatest Green Lantern. And it's like, no, it's Hal Jordan. Yeah. The, the, the whole thing is, okay, Hal Jordan is the greatest Green Lantern ever. Okay, that is his shtick, okay? But Jon Stewart is technically his constructs are the most powerful because he's got that engineering background, so his are always 
like structurally sound, right? Calorin has got no, like he's to an me. Artist. He's artist. He's got creativity. That's, no, but, that was it. But my thing is, is, he doesn't interest me as a character, which is. As soon as they they raise Skywalker, in, I'm so sorry for the surname. I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah. But um, that's I don't know what else to call. Also, not to be funny, but Carl Arena was the guy who, or at the very least, he was the comic line that started the trope of fridging a girlfriend. I don't know if you've heard of that. At all. Oh, as as the only motivation that they have. Yeah. You know, where it's basically they'll kill off the love interest to motivate the hero. Um, and that whole thing was like a serial killer killed his girlfriend and shoved her in a fridge, which is why the term is fridging girlfriend. Because um, he really popularized that concept. I don't, like, even, I even enjoyed Alan Scott, you know, the original Green Lantern when it was just this mystical thing that he found, yeah. you know. Like, I dig that. that. That to me is this pretty cool, like, Golden Age Justice Society Green Lantern member. Yeah. Do not like Kyle Rayner, I cannot help it. I don't know why he just rubs me the wrong way. It's because he, he gets given everything right off the bat. Fair. Like, he gets the ring, he can use the ring. He's he's all of a sudden just like the greatest thing that has ever happened to all of the rings of power. Yeah. And they all just come to him. Have you read that comic by the way? Yeah. yeah I, I really don't like it. It was I didn't enjoy it either. It was so long, it was so convoluted, and I really wanted to like a DC Comics. I just read New 52 Flash and I was like, this mm. is so good. I enjoyed New 52 Flash. I read the, the New 52 Batman and I was like, oh my goodness, you guys are doing so well. Red, Green Lantern, oh, oh my goodness, what is happening? Yeah. If I'm honest, I enjoyed, um, I think it was Grant Morrison's Green Lantern run. That was when all the other Lantern calls really started to get fleshed out a lot more, mm. which I really enjoyed. I, like, I enjoyed the direction they took Hal Jordan in, over that storyline. And honestly, I think, I don't know, to me, Hal Jordan just is, he is my Green Lantern, you know? Which is weird, because I grew up with the animated series with Jon Stewart. Yeah. So I'm not even sure why Hal Jordan is my Green Lantern. Did you ever, did you ever notice that Jon Stewart doesn't have a mask? Mm, he just gets the, like, grayed out eyes. Yeah, do you know what? Why? It, it's, it's to do with, uh, like, um, like, black history and stuff. He was like, I'm not going to wear a mask. People will know what I'm doing for them. People will know me. That's, yeah, that's a pretty cool motivation. But again, like, that's the type of thing where, not to be funny, I see Jon Stewart as the perfect Earth Green Lantern post-Hal Jordan, yeah. you know? Which, I suppose, brings us right back to the movie um, and how bad it was, I guess. Yeah, so, um, I... I don't like the casting choice of Ryan Reynolds, unfortunately. Really? No, it's not. You know what I'll say? I would say I would... Okay, my problem is Ryan Reynolds consistently gets put into positions where he's playing Ryan Reynolds. That, that is the issue. Yeah. I, honestly, I think he's got... He could have so much potential to play an excellent Hal Jordan. And honestly, if I was casting like DCU and that, I would genuinely stick Ryan Reynolds in his Green Lantern and give him a serious script. Yeah. Give him comedic moments, sure. But I think, again, in 2011's Green Lantern, they did that thing again where it's, he plays Ryan Reynolds in a lot of the scenes, but the scenes he doesn't are really, really good. That's fair. So, um, the, the idea of, like, after watching Deadpool mm. and then coming back to this movie, you can see it so quickly. Yeah. What they were going for. And it's like, it misses the mark of Hal Jordan and it just hits Ryan Reynolds. It hits, yeah. like, I'm trying 
to be just like funny and cocky a bit too much. Yeah. Because it must be funny, yeah. Al Jordan is very cocky as a character, but he's not that funny cocky necessarily. Yeah, you, you know? know. I think he was he was more arrogant than he was than he was cocky because he like especially say say for example in the animated series, um, the animated movie with Batman. Like yes. the interaction with Batman is Oh you're talking about Justice League War. Yes. Yes, yeah yeah. That like, again is a phenomenal characterization, yeah. Yeah. So it's this like I am the protector of the universe, like I'm meant to be here for a reason, like I, I'm supposed to be the strongest and yeah. then like Oftentimes he's not. And you're just like, ah, yeah. So, like, this is one thing I really dislike about Green Lanterns that they get they get taken out far too easily. Yeah, they should be so strong, and yet, like, they're constantly being beaten. Yeah, and I, but again, I think that comes down to because whoever our main Green Lantern is needs to be the ultimate Green Lantern. You know, yeah. so the rest of the core gets their asses handed to them so that the human hero can be like. Fuck you! I'm not afraid, you know. Yeah. Which again, I think it's it's such an interesting, like, characterization of a superhero where not to be funny, but the whole point is you need to be able to overcome fear, which obviously is the mark of a good hero, sure. But when it's your job description, like that, becomes a lot harder to live up to, you know. Yeah. Because take heroes like Spider-Man; they are allowed to be afraid. You know, they can have moments where they can break down or whatever, but Green Lanterns don't really have that luxury, otherwise their rings don't work the way they need to. Which, also, I think Green Lantern rings are severely underutilized while at the same time being overpowered. Yeah. As weird as it sounds, because as powerful as they are, they don't do enough, almost. But then at the same time, they act like MacGuffins in certain storylines where it's like, oh, my ring can do X, you yeah. know? Which is, it's a tricky situation to be in, especially when you eliminate that, although, okay, I'm going to say one of the worst weaknesses ever, the color yellow. I'm glad they got rid of that. 100%. Because that is, and wood. That's Alan Scott, yeah, that was a weird one as well. Yeah. I can't affect anything with wood. But why? <laughs> is it just a space thing? They don't have wood in space. They don't have uh, trees. Even if they didn't, would it matter? <laughs> like, you know? So you're telling me you can you can destroy anything you want using pure light, but if it's wooden, you got nothing. Yeah, it's weird. But like the concept of like, oh, we draw our power from this from an emotional spectrum. You know, that's a really interesting way for a superhero to operate. Yeah. Especially when you then classify them as effectively space police. Yeah. You know, as a really interesting dynamic, which is, I think, why Hal Jordan, to me, is such an interesting character. Because as much as he is a space cop, he doesn't give a shit about the rules. <laughs> like, he, like, he's, a, he's a perfect buddy cop character. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. And I think some of his best stories are generally those buddy cop moments. Like, First Flight is, a, is effectively training day, but with Sinestro and Hal Jordan, you know? Um, just on the note of, of Sinestro and, and that being fearless, they have an excellent scene in the Green Lantern movie. In 2011, yeah. yeah. Sinestro is really good in that movie. Yeah, that's and strong, dude. His, his scene good. where he's training Hal Jordan, he was like, you've got too much fear, I can like see it on your I can smell it, yeah. yeah. Like, that scene where he's like, Green Lanterns have no fear. Yeah. Doesn't hesitate. Kicks Hal Jordan's ass. Hal Jordan is hesitant, doesn't know what to do. Like, that is such a good scene in an otherwise 
Uh, a very average movie. Mm. Again, I'd say it's an average movie right up until the third act where it starts to fall apart because the third act just happens so quickly. Yeah. Like we were talking about it earlier, but like it literally he has his first villain fight, which we were saying is actually a pretty solid like first heroic outing type of yeah. thing when he fights uh, Hector in the laboratory after he's done the whole creating the racetrack thing, you know. That, like it would be a pretty standard like decent first, first superhero yeah. yeah like first loss first superhero fight where you're still trying to get your thing but almost immediately afterwards he then fights Paradox yeah. and wins but he wins quickly which is horrible like um, and also Parallax was just terrible movie. yeah I wasn't a fan of Parallax they should have Parallax should have been because again the whole thing is Hal Jordan in the comics becomes Parallax and they retconned it that he was overtaken by the this personification of fear that should have been not to be funny they should have shown like the yellow energy of fear starting to do something you know like yeah. it could be creating chaos or whatever and then you show Hal Jordan getting like cut at the end and you just zoom in you see just the tiniest trace of yellow like seep into his cell or whatever and then a few movies down the line you bring out Parallax you know which I think honestly is probably Green Lantern's biggest problem is that it it rushed a lot. Like, take the Snaster at the end when he yes, puts on the yeah. Yellow Lantern ring. We discussed he's got no reason to do that at that point. Yeah, there's no, like, especially after Hal Jordan proved he was right. Yeah. Like, Will is sufficient. It and is better than the power of fear. And have that moment at the end of the movie where Sinestra acknowledges Hal and all he's done. And you're, yeah. So then why would you use the Yellow Ring? Yeah. It, it's literally, it was just that cliffhanger, like, oh, look what's happening in the sequel. The yellow ring did look cool. The whole outfit looked cool. Like, honestly, it looked so good. Genuinely, most of the creatures, are like aliens and stuff, looked really good. Like, I was Actually, so yeah, impressed yeah, with Kilowog's design. Yeah. yeah. Like, all of them, honestly. They, like, I was really, really surprised because I remember when I was younger thinking, oh, the CGI is pretty bad in Green Lantern. And it is. Like, I'm not going to deny that, but it really does have some outstanding moments as well yeah. that you really can't take away. It's. Here's one thing, Kilwog looks better than um, Doomsday did in Batman vs. Superman. Fair, yeah, but uh, honestly I think that's because of the design they went for for Doomsday, because he looks like a mix of a Lord of the Rings like cave troll and a ninja turtle. Oh, yeah, he does just look a bit like Play-Doh. Yeah, it's really weird. And uh, honestly, I think you're right, DC's problems are generally just their third act, like Wonder Woman. And really, villains. Yeah. Weak villains. Yeah. Which is so strange because DC honestly probably has the better villains over Marvel. Terrifying villains as well. Yeah. Which is it's so strange to me that they can consistently drop the ball so many times, you know? Which is weird because the animated movies are so good. Why don't they just use those storylines? Okay, I've said this before. DC has got better storylines than a lot of Marvel. Probably like, yeah, facts. Like <laughs> they're really good so why don't they just use them better the source material is there yeah again the perfect example is why not just make 2011's Green Lantern first flight you know like you just make a live action first flight you've got a fucking excellent Green Lantern movie on your hands you know yeah I, I 100% agree yeah like <sighs> yeah, I don't know alright if you were a Green Lantern, what uh, what emotional spectrum would you would you be in? What color ring would you have? If I was a Green Lantern. Uh, <laughs> <you're> a lantern. 
Oh, okay. I, I understand what your question is supposed to be. Realistically, um, obviously, the obvious is, oh, I'd love to be a Green Lantern, but I think I'm a very angry human, so I'd probably end up with a Red Lantern, unfortunately. Solid pick. Now, which, actually, let me just say, I would like to point out that the, I think it was New 52 Supergirl run, where she becomes a Red Lantern, oh, yeah. is such a good storyline, because Supergirl really does have the problem of just basically being Superman, but a girl. Yeah. You know, where she doesn't, she never gets anything to really differentiate her from Superman. And in the New 52, I think they did that excellently, where she was like, I don't know you. I want to find myself, and then she's so angry she just ends up with a red lantern ring. I think that's that's a brilliant character like move while also using what you have in the current DC universe. Yeah, that's always been her her weakness as well is her like loss of her temper yeah. all the time. So to make that her power is, is a pretty cool move, especially when she's already a Kryptonian with damn near every yeah. fucking power. You know what was brutal to watch is Zod just pick apart the Green Lanterns. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, I didn't like that. Cool. But it's still such a good device here. Yeah, it's... Fair enough. Alright, uh, yes, obviously you'd really want to be a Green Lantern. Like, um, say for example, when, you, when, when I have nightmares. Yeah. The only thing that like snaps me out of a nightmare is like, you stop being scared and you just turn around and you like, stop walking towards whatever you're afraid of. Like, yeah. It's the epitome of what a Green Lantern should be. Yeah. Is that ability to turn around and go, I'm a face it instead of I'm going to run. And I think that's why Hal Jordan is always the greatest Green Lantern, because no matter the situation, he's always, okay, fine, I'll face you. Like, fine, fuck it. You say you're going to kill me? Prove it. Yeah. You know? And I, it's such, I just love that as a character, you know, because he is, he's such a cocky, arrogant little shit. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's like the fact that the Guardians are always like, Hal, Listen to us. He's like, nah, <laughs> none of that. Thank you very much. And it's like, ah, you shit. I okay. I really hate the Guardians. I really yeah. don't like them. Don't I don't like Guardians at all. It's um, space politics. It's it's like trying to get something good done, but then you have to go through a bunch of old people who wanted to have that idea first. Yeah. And so they won't give you the credit for having the idea, and so they'll just keep blocking your idea. Yeah. And that's why how always is like on his own mission is because the Guardians are so full of shit. Yeah? No, hundreds. Have you read um, the Earth-1 Green Lantern comics? Uh, I'm not sure. Possibly. I would highly recommend if you haven't. There are, I think it's a really, really good, like, twist of the Green Lantern mythos while staying true to everything that they are. So, not to be funny, but like, um, the typical Green Lantern thing in the mainline comics is the rings will choose who are worthy, right? Whereas in Earth-1, they don't. Like, the rings can just be used by whoever. So the whole thing is, you need to, like, stick to a standard. But the other thing is that the Guardians themselves killed all the Green Lanterns because they were too willful. So the Guardians basically wanted to control them and move the universe in the direction they wanted. Yeah. And the Green Lanterns were doing what they were set up to do and keeping peace, yeah. you know? So then the Guardians basically created the Manhunters, and then they, like, eradicated the Green Lanterns. Yeah. Um, only for Hal Jordan to basically go on this, like... It's like a cross-country space trek with yeah. Kilowog, basically trying to find out what happened, why the Lantern Rings, and, like, 
um, have no juice, why there are no Green Lanterns, why the Manhunters just own everything. And it's there's a phenomenal moment, um, spoilers, first comic, but there's a moment where Hal Jordan finally manages to connect with the central battery, which has basically been like caged off. Yeah. So that it can't recharge rings and all that. And he manages to connect with it, and he's basically, his mind's transported to an alternate dimension where the last Guardian is, right? And the Guardian says, the only way you can wipe out the Manhunters is by releasing, like, energy in a wave like X, which will destroy them completely, right? And he goes back to all the Green Lanterns that he gave rings to and all that, and he basically says, okay, this is the strategy we've got to use. And someone comes up to him and goes, but if we do that, it kills everyone. Like, not just the Manhunters. So he goes, oh, fuck, okay, let's find a different strategy only for after they've beaten everything they've established the Green Lanterns again and they're like we're gonna police the galaxy properly you go back to that garden and go this is the problem with the Green Lanterns they're too willful I wanted them to wipe themselves out and then it just shows him going fine I'll, I'll use another source and that's when the Yellow Lanterns start showing up Whoa. and it's a it's a really sick thing because I think the Guardians are assholes they are they're assholes who honestly don't know what they're doing anymore no, it's like it's it's like um obviously a weird comparison but it's like when someone has failed in their career yeah and they go to be they, and they go and they become a teacher and they see someone who's better than they were and they're just like they shut that shit down yeah yeah, yeah not fair that's very fair which honestly i think they nailed in the green lantern movie itself like the the nature of the guardians when they're just like the green lanterns can't handle this he's coming to wipe out oh like and snatcher's like do you have so little faith in us yeah. like our best days aren't behind us we have this obviously he gets his shit wrecked but i mean it's still a really good moment yeah you know hilarious green lantern moment is um justice league war where Green Lantern sees Darkseid for the first time and goes, Green Lantern's got this, and then gets his arm broken and the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Again, though, Justice League War, such a good movie. I don't know why they didn't just take that and use it as the baseline for the DCU going forward. Batman and Green Lantern's interaction in that movie are, like, top tier. Yeah. When he's like, so what, you're a vampire? He's like, no. So you've got super speed? He's like, no. You're... You're a dude just in a costume, and he just smiles at him, like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and then he just takes his ring, and he's like, how did you do that? He's like, you weren't concentrating. <laughs> oh, Batman, please stop being such a G. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're hurting me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Have you seen um, the Red Sun animation? Yes. The Green Lanterns and that, those are so cool. Those when they're, when they're like, like, wait, 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 which ones are those ones? Uh, when Lex Luthor uses the alien technology to recreate Green Lantern rings, oh, and they yeah. work as like a as like a um, like a jet like an Air Force yeah, yeah. thing. That, that is so a really cool. sick interpretation of Green Lantern. And they actually go and they try and take our Superman, and they do a decent job. You know, like yeah, you guys would have won had Wonder Woman not stepped in there. Literally, like you would have kicked his ass. But again, I think all those alternate. Uh, honestly, DC's got some of the best alternate storylines out there. Probably well, some of them are better than the the, the main lines. Yeah, yeah, hundreds. Like, yeah, I always go back to. I think we've spoken about this on our very first episode, actually, during the DCU podcast. But I think it's the Flashpoint movie where they basically go, "Oh, Hal Jordan, you're the best pilot on Earth." Basically, um, we found this crashed alien spaceship and we basically wired it into a bomb. And he's like. 
you understand this is a one-way trip. And Haldron just looks at him, he's like, I get to fly an alien spacecraft. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, I'll do it. That's Hal Jordan. It's Hal Jordan. To, yeah, to a T. And I think one of the, the retcons that I don't like about Green Lantern is, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there was a, a thing basically that said that the Abensur's ring went to Hal Jordan only because he was closer than Guy Gardner. Yeah. I don't like that. Like, especially the way they set Abensur up as, like, like a big best Green Lantern, yeah. you know, give it to Hal Jordan, straight up. Uh, also, I think they've got too many earthly Green Lanterns, especially now. Yeah. Like, why are there so many? And they were supposed to be weak. Hal Jordan was supposed to be the exception. John Stewart, also an exception. And now there's just, like, five, six? There's a lot of them. Uh, not to be funny, but I don't I don't care for the newer ones. Like, um, I think it's Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz, I think it is. Jessica Cruz has an interesting thing going on at the moment in Justice League Odyssey, but, like... I don't care. <laughs> like, Hal Jordan or John Stewart. You know, use Guy Gardner as your comic relief if you must, but yeah. like, those are the two Green Lanterns to me. Guy Gardner's also got a horrible costume. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, like, it just not, shows his personality. It really does. He's got like that high school jock vibe. Yeah. He was never actually a high school jock. Fair, yeah, very <laughs> fair. Well, I think he probably was. <laughs> I, I feel like like he wanted to be, and yeah. he was just very bad at sports. You got a meat head with no skill. Fair, yeah. Although, yeah, the one of the best moments ever is the I one punch from Batman. Yeah, of course it is. Because not to be funny, but that's that's the thing that I really enjoy about Guy Gardner. Not to be funny, but he got knocked out once in one punch by Batman. And, like, everyone mocked it for him. And one of the things in the comics is, all he wants to be able to do now is knock people the fuck out with one punch. <laughs> and I, I really, like, maybe it's because I'm a Batman fanboy. <laughs> Who knows? All I'm saying is, I love that idea. Where it's like, hmm, Batman punched the shit out of me in one hit. I gotta get to that level. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, so there, there is like a parallel to that where um, Green Lantern punches Batman and Batman like takes a knee. Mm. Have you seen that? I think so, yeah. That is impressive. Yeah. Where he's talking trash about um, Hal Jordan not being able to do his job and Hal Jordan's like, I patrol all of this and you have a city power and just like decks Batman and everyone in the Justice League is like, uh... He just punched Batman, and then, like, Green Lantern walks off like a badass, and I'm pretty sure in Bruce's head he just went, I can respect that. Fair, respect yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that Batman is the most, like, he stands next to Superman, but he is, like, the most well-respected member of the Justice League, like, no one wants to fuck with him. Like, Oaks will back-chat Superman, despite him being able to crush them with his pinky, yeah. but no one will chat shit to Batman. <laughs> let's, let's, like, prove that point. Apocalypse and Darkseid was only beating the Justice League when he had Batman on his side. Fair. Batman changed teams and it was over. (laughs) Fair. Fair. Okay, let's talk about a little bit of Batman in the Green Lantern Corps with the yellow ring. What a cool story. But it's only for like a panel. It is literally like a single panel where the fear ring comes to him, puts it on, it's got like no juice. And he's like, Ah, and Sinestra was like, oh, if you used fear the way I do, you'd be so powerful. Like, for, 
give him the ring. Give it to him. But then he was he was also he had that struggle of like he couldn't get over his own parents' death, and that was like keeping him from using the the fear ring at its full potential. Yeah. But Batman as a Yellow Lantern, that would be wild, honestly. And I think his costume is pretty sick as a Yellow Lantern. Yeah, the modest. It really does. Superman also gets a lantern at some point, a blue lantern. That's mm-hmm. Darkest Night, I believe, when yeah. uh, everyone has to join a lantern call. That's um, very good. There gets blue as well, I think. I bet that, yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. Blue powers up green. I love that. Yeah. Hope, hope powers oh, up will. will. But again, that's like Grant Morrison's run, and I think he really did a phenomenal job of expanding the Green Lantern mythos. Yeah. You know, like, all the different lantern calls, like Lafrey with the orange lanterns, where yes. the whole thing is, there is not a single other member of that call. Why? Greed. That is the whole thing, so of course he will hoard every single ring and lantern. Do you know who would be a great orange lantern? Lex Luthor. He was an orange lantern, dude. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, because he goes on that whole like space quest to try and get it back, doesn't he? Because he really, really wants that power back. Ah. <laughs> uh, have you ever noticed that uh, that one blue lantern that uh, teams up with Carl Rayner? He looks a lot like uh, Golden God Butcher. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, they look very similar. They do look quite similar, actually. Now <laughs> yeah, isn't Car- didn't Carl Rayner basically get shifted into the Blue Lantern Corps until recently, where he became like the Omega Lantern or some shit? Right. So that was that, that was the arc that I was reading, right? Yeah. And. Um, Basically, he became a white lantern, mm. and what happened was he had to go and train. Like um, a ring, like appeared to him. Yeah. But essentially, every time a ring appeared to him, it just like killed off whoever was wearing that ring previously. Yeah. Well, the first time it was like because the guy was out in space and the ring just came to Kyle. Yeah. And he was like, that killed the dude. Kyle, what are you doing? Yeah. And then he has to go off, and I think this would be like a, a concept of a really cool movie. I don't like Kyle Rayner, but it'd be a, it would be a cool movie. Is you get Kyle Rayner in like uh, three movies, going across, learning how to use each of the the emotional spectrums, the way Ang has to go and learn and train to become uh, the Avatar. Fair enough. Yeah, that would be pretty cool, and I suppose it would at the very least give him something. You know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know why Kyle Rayner just rubs me up so badly, but I fucking despise him. I think he's got one of the best costumes, though. I'll give you that. His costume. costume is pretty sick on point, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, Green Lantern, I really, really dig. Okay, Justice League 3000. Yes, I'm so glad you went. I've been saving myself for this. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm 19th one. century again. We brought it up in the DCU podcast, but I really... That Justice League 3000 comic, the I love. In that, in that comic, fixed. All yeah. of them are on point. Dude, I, so good. Barry's costume especially. Barry's costume, Flash, costume, costume is so sick. But like, I love the fact that the whole premise of that is that the greatest heroes on Earth basically needed to come back. They had to come back. The universe was fucked. But when they brought them back, they were missing key characteristics that made them the best team and the best people in the universe. Yeah. I really love that concept because you get to see Superman and Batman saying the shit that you kind of wanted them to in like the main line. Yeah. But like it's understandable because Batman's a complete dickhead because he doesn't have like the compassion that comes yeah. from the memory of his parents' death. You know, Superman doesn't have that 
like Jonathan, Jonathan Kent, Kent yeah. upbringing. You know, Wonder Woman doesn't have the like the training that the history of Themyscira like planted in her that that that, um, that burden of what she has to carry. Exactly. Yeah. So she's just because not to be funny, but Wonder Woman in the comics is basically a warmonger, and in Justice League three thousand, that is taken to its logical extreme yeah. because she's missing the compassion that Themyscira basically drills into her. Which, and again, I really love that comic, and I think the way they did Green Lantern in that is really awesome as well. And speaking about his, his untimely death. Yes, of course. But again, I think... If, I several, think several times. Several times. <laughs> Barry, I think Barry gets one of the worst ones, because he doesn't have his, his, the Speed Force aura. Yeah. And he just runs down the passage, he's like, I'm home free, and then burns himself to a crisp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I re- I, again, he evaporates I, himself, which is so sad. Yeah. <laughs> Hundreds. Uh, but okay, let's let's talk a little bit more about the Green Lantern movie itself. Because that was, a, like, Man of Steel started the DCEU, but it was supposed to be Green Lantern. Yeah. Right? That was supposed to be the kickoff to the universe. Well, we had stopped with a Green Lantern. I but I, I, I would respect that because if you had a Green Lantern, he could be off-world during other superheroes coming, like... Yeah, to, coming to into their own and all that, yeah. Yeah, and then returning once they, they needed the team, and they'd be like, who are you? And he's like, bruh, I'm uh, you, the Green Lantern. Yeah, you need me here. Yeah. Because I, I think Green Lantern is pretty much recognized as the second most powerful Justice League member. Like, period. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think he literally sits just below Superman. Because um, I, I think there's a comic where... Oh, God, I don't remember which it is. But there's basically a comic where Superman, like, isn't discovered or anything. Yeah. And Hal Jordan is basically the most powerful member of the Justice League because of it. And obviously he becomes even more cocky, even more arrogant and all that. But, yeah. Like, I really enjoy Green Lantern as a character. And honestly, there were moments in the movie that I really enjoy. Like, um, the fact that um, his partner, Blake Lively's character, I can't remember her name right there. Cal. Yes, Cal Ferris. There we go. Her um, call sign when she's in the fighter jets is Starfire. Yes. No, Sapphire. 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 Fuck, why have I done that at least four times where I just keep saying Starfire? It's so irritating. (laughs) But, like, it's little nods like that because, like, she's even got the Sapphire on the side of the helmet, you know, and obviously they're hinting that she's going to become the... Is it Violet Lanterns? Because I think it's the Indigo ones that are... Yeah, Indigo's got the teleportation powers. Yeah. And, yeah, and they're the ones that are, like, isolated, basically. Yeah, yeah, they're the little pink lovey ones. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Pink lovey's the violet, isn't it? That's what you said. That's her. Indigo's the... Yes. What? Yeah, okay, you're right. Look <laughs> <laughs> at my mind. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy... I Honestly, I did enjoy the Green Lantern movie, for the most part, right up until, basically, the third act. And a bit of the wonky CG and some stiff lines. Yeah. It's okay, let's talk about that third act and what really falls apart there in that hangar scene is that uh, Hector Hammond has got almost no reason to to want to murder Carol. Or Hal, honestly. And he doesn't have enough motivation to kill Hal. But if I, anything, he, he, he is a little was... built him up as like a little jealous and his dad is more approving of Hal than he is of him. But you but, know what? A second of the movie that pulls that. But I was gonna say, there's literally there's that one scene at the party, not to be funny, where Hal and him are interacting, where you kind of almost get the sense where like Hal is kind of the only person who's willing to talk to Hector, you know? Yeah. Like he's only 
like actual friend who like takes the time to talk to him normally. Yeah. Even Carol's like, uh, yeah, well, I don't want to talk else. to him. Yeah, like, and when his dad comes in and like starts beefing up Hal and all that, and then he leaves, and Hal's like, y- you can see Hal's like, I'm really sorry about this. Like, yeah. he's just being a dickhead, basically. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it doesn't create that tension between the two of them, which is a missed opportunity, like hardcore missed opportunity. Um, and also, like, I, I enjoyed the scene at the end where Hal gives him the ring, and he's like, "Ah, oh, see, the thing is, you have to be chosen." Yeah. But then immediately Parallax comes in, kills Hector, and then Hal fights Parallax. And again, he, he instantaneously. Again, it's a really cool scene where Parallax is like overwhelming him and he's just got the shield yeah. and he just starts going in brightest day and blackest night. Because that is like Green Lantern mm. to me. Like that moment of the odds are against you. No one believes in you. I'm going to say the oath and I'm going to win. Yeah. Like, but then obviously he pushes him off, flies up into space. And I, I, I think the thing is we needed more like during the training segment, you yeah. kind of needed to see how going through space and experiencing the pitfalls, yeah. as opposed to Kilowog just firing a mini side and being like, yeah. gravity's a bitch, you know? Because mm. then it would give, it, it would give how the hands-on experience be able to be like, I know how to, I know how to beat this. Yeah. I can't fly through the sun. That means he definitely can't fly past yeah. the sun, you know? Uh, although I do like the fact that after he like collapses and whatever, so yes, Nestor pulls yes. him out, he's like, yeah, you're a Green Lantern boy. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, and honestly, I think the Sinestro and Hal Jordan parts of that movie are some of the best. Like genuinely, the relationship is I think nailed perfectly. Like where Sinestro's basically like, you're taking over for my best friend. Yeah, like fuck you, basically. And then by the end of the movie, he's like, look at you, you're living up to his expectations. Like. You've proven Adam's search shows correctly. Oh, this is some serious night. I all my Vidoria stuff you're talking about a oh, oh, absolutely, but we can't get Minecraft. <laughs> I can do a whole nother episode on My Hero Academia. Honestly, I don't think we spoke about it in a year now. Still love I'm Lemurian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm a Green Lantern. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Let's get back on track. If I just day. Oh, dude, the blackest night. No evil shall escape my sight. <laughs> but those who worship evil's might be where my power It's so cool. It re- it's such a cool scenario, genuinely. Like, oh, I love it. And honestly, I, I really do dig the relationship Hal and Sinestro have in the comics, you know? And especially, I, again, like I said, I think they brought that to the screen really, really well. Like, uh, I think Mark Strong honestly nailed it. Yeah. No, I was did. really impressed. Especially, as we've said before, like the way they got Sinestro to look is really good and comic accurate. I would say it looks really good. Shout out to my boy, fucking Boba Fett. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, for those of you who don't watch guy, I literally am wearing a Green Lantern ring right now. It's my birthday present. Yeah, no fair. Oh, that does look pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> Yo, I, I flipped my, my number as soon as I, as soon as I got it. I mean, I told you, I was like, bitch, you're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna believe what I just got. <laughs> yeah, it was a great phone call on all. Yeah. Uh, all right, so what? Uh, okay, what makes this movie good? Green Lantern. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't be faltering. I guess. <laughs> um, I think. Honestly, I think all the beats on Oa are pretty solid. 
Yeah, they have done pretty well. Like they they pretty much hit the mark on what I would expect from the core from uh, from the Guardians. Yeah, it's I think genuinely it's pretty much every time Hal goes back to Earth. I think the biggest problem is they wanted him on Earth too much. Yeah. I think it would have been really interesting for them to have brought him into the core and basically been like, you've got this entire sector to patrol. Yeah. You, like, we're going to put someone with you, they're going to take you through that sector so you know what it's like. Yeah. Again, pretty much like First Flight, where Sinestro is like, I know how to deal with these fucks, you know? Yeah. And Hal's kind of there like, I don't think you should be doing that. And like, that doesn't seem very good. <laughs> Yeah, so it's there's a lot of good in this movie, like isolated good. Yeah, but overall, like it didn't function well as as a whole. Yeah, I think that the the various parts just didn't click, and coupled with the pacing issues, I think it really let the movie down. Yeah, in its entirety. Um, which again is so disappointing because I think they really had a good starting base. Like all the characters they had were well cast in my opinion. Even Ryan Reynolds, despite your um, <laughs> disagreement on that front. But seriously, I think if they tightened up the script a little bit more, it would have been a really, really solid movie. Yeah. And I think that's DC's problem in general. <laughs> if they just worked a little harder on the scripts, they'd have Really fucking good movies. They really would. Have you seen um, Wonder Woman 1984? I haven't. I've heard really bad things about it though. That movie is is really good. First two thirds, uh, and once again they let it slip in the final fight. Like, because the villain is 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 like not worthy of of like the big ending. Yeah, which is which is so sad because like same in this movie. Like you have a villain, you have parallax. Yeah. He's there, he's supposed to be the worst you can get. And then they're over in, in five minutes. Yeah. It's like, what, what is going to happen? Yeah, I think the problem is we needed we needed a movie to have Hal Jordan adjusting to the idea of being Green Lantern before fighting Paradise. Exactly. And I think that is its biggest flaw. Um, are you keen for the HBO Max series? There's an HBO Max series for yeah. Green Lantern? They actually, they used the 2011 footage in... So you still haven't watched Christ on Infinite Earths. No, we have not. So Christ on Infinite Earth, they show that the multiverse has been reset and everything, and they actually use a 2011 Green Lantern clip to denote the new HBO Max series, basically. Whoa. Which I found really interesting, considering how maligned the movie was, you know? like, And it, it almost seems like DC kind of tries to sidestep shit that is controversial and doesn't do well, you know? Which is really interesting. Whereas, like, Into the Spider-Verse, they straight up acknowledge Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3 dancing in the street and they're like, we're voting it. And it was also a scene, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, honestly. Uh, Okay, so also, final season of Green Lantern, um, Green Lantern of Arrow, final episode, John Stewart Diggle. Yeah. Diggle gets the, jo- the Green Lantern ring, kinda. You kinda yeah. open the box and you get the green glow. Yeah. I really want him to have been the Green Lantern. Because honestly, I think the relationship between Green Arrow, Green Lantern, and the Flash in the comics is so, so good. There's a, I think, again, I'm going to say this again, we've probably spoken about it before. There's a moment in the comics where Green, Lan- green Arrow is coming back to life and he's basically trying to get all his shit. And he, like, stealths his way into the watchtower 
and Kyle Rayner appears and he's like, Wally told me you broke into the Flash Museum. Like, like, I don't care what the fuck you're doing here, what are you doing here? And he's like, mm, fuck you, basically. And Kyle Rayner's like, look, dude, why do you have such a big problem with me? Like, why do you, like, you seem to just hate me. And Green Arrow stops and he's like, listen, kid, I don't hate you, but what you got to understand is you're wearing the uniform of my dead friend. Like, yeah. Think of how that is affecting me. And it's a, it's a really solid relationship that the three of them have, where it's kind of like, realistically, they are the most normal on the Justice League. Like, they are the most human. Yeah. Which is a... Ah, I love that dynamic. I really, really do. I, I, I would say one of my favorite Green Lantern moments of all time is when um, Hal asks Barry for help in space. Yeah. And they go to that like gladiator world and Hal is like, Barry, I've got this. He gets the shit kicked out of him and then like looks at Barry and goes, take the ring. Yeah. It's worse than you think. And Barry's like, how bad could it be? And tries to build a construct and it like, almost destroys his mind and you're like, holy crap, Hal. I always took you for a bit of a chump. I thought this would be easy, but like, respect to you, sir, your willpower is strong. <laughs> yeah, dude. Which I think is another aspect that they nailed in the Green Lantern movie, where it's that moment where the, the fish dude's like, you need to just concentrate. And when he tries to do it, it's that like really fucked up version of the construct. And he's yeah. like, how do you do this? <laughs> like, I, this is hard. Like, and I think I would prefer to see a lot more struggle out of him before he got good at it. Yeah, no, definitely. But I think it's, yeah, no, I think you're right on that. He he needed, but again, the problem is the the first two thirds of the movie felt like the first act. He was continuously struggling, continuously denying that he could be a Green Lantern. Where I think he kind of needed to be trying to be a Green Lantern and failing, yes, yes. rather than saying I can't do it and just succeeded. Yeah, you know. But I, I really enjoyed like the stuff with his dad, where he, he like he's got that fear in him of yes, yeah, like his dad's crash. I really enjoyed that and how that just pushes his recklessness on, you know? Yeah. Where he's and <laughs> I love that moment where they're just like, You sacrificed your wingman in open combat and he's like, and I showed you where the flaws were. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Yeah, but nobody would, would act like that in a combat situation. He turns to him, he's like, I did. And they're just like, oh, you're such a jackass. <laughs> like, oh. oh, and they're like, you're fine. Like, well, you can't fire me, I quit. <laughs> that is so Hal Jordan. And I, I love that about him. You know, where he is, he is undeniably the best pilot like, yeah. ever. Uh, oh, another Green Lantern movie that I enjoyed. It's called Emerald Knights. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, I showed it to you. It's a fucking excellent movie. I, I think that's a really good way of showing off the other lanterns, you know? Where, you know, it's, it's literally just the core has millions and millions of members. They each have their own unique story and stuff, which is why I find it so strange that the comics continuously make Earth lanterns. Yeah. Instead of being like, there's a hundred different like alien species we could be having fun with yeah just say Hal Jordan's busy on earth or he's busy in space or whatever focus on them show what it's like to cope without Hal Jordan there to like help out basically you know that's basically what gave Guardians of the Galaxy their great success they took a bunch of nothings a bunch of nobodies and they were just like they're actually really cool if you put a little effort into getting to know what they are what they're about I, I think, honestly, it's the biggest problem with 
filmmaking at the moment is that nobody seems to want to put the time in for character anymore. Yeah, that's true. They want action, they want something like, they want spectacle, but no one, like, spectacle only comes with time. It's only appreciated, you can only appreciate it if you've built something to it, if you have a connection to it. Yeah. Yeah. But they're also, not to be funny, but in this day and age, it's gonna sound like weird, it's gonna sound whatever, but like, they're more focused on being politically correct than making a good story, which, if you ask me, is to the detriment of anything they're trying to get behind, you know? Like, I, I really don't want to be controversial here, right? But like, when they, like they, my classic example is always, they'll put a black actor in a role, right? And they'll be like, oh, he's the first black actor to do X. You're taking away from the man, like the man or woman's acting ability yeah. and instead focusing on their appearance. And I think that is genuinely what is wrong with filming at the moment, where they kind of just want to be like, oh, look at all the boxes we ticked. Yeah. Whereas if they really just sat down and wrote a really good script. It and wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. It really wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I mean, we diverted a little bit into some controversial waters, as it were. But honestly, I think people just need to accept the fact that if you write a good story, it doesn't matter who you stick in the role. It doesn't, like, it won't matter what the political surroundings are because you'll have written a solid, well-constructed story that anyone people can get behind. People character. People don't necessarily want to connect to, like, this particular image. Yeah. It's it's what you put behind it that people care about. Yeah. And I, again, to bring it back to Green Lantern, I do think they suffered from that a bit where it was they wanted to, like, really stop DCEU to try and catch up with Marvel. Because think about it, 2011 was when... Thor was coming out, Captain America was coming out, Avengers was a year away, you know? Yeah. So that, and again, I, I think DC's problem is they're continuously playing catch-up instead, instead of, of doing something unique, so it's something they want to do. Exactly. Which is such a fucking shame, because they keep casting some of the best actors in the roles possible. Henry Cavill, perfect. Fucking Jason Momoa, perfect. Gal Gadot, surprisingly perfect. Like, Ben Affleck. Perfect! That warehouse scene, though. Again, that is like some Arkham shit right there. Like, and it's so frustrating because, again, DC has a wealth of characters that are so much better than Marvel's. Objectively better. Like, I love Marvel. Say what you will about Marvel, but genuinely DC has more recognizable, well-known, and well-written characters. But Marvel has taken their complete unknowns and transformed them into household names. And DC seems to be able to kill off Batman and Superman. Yeah. You know? Like, it's it's mind-boggling to me. And again, I think you're right. It, it kind of all starts with Green Lantern. Like, all their problems going forward can be seen in this movie. And I think it's just, it's terrible. It's a yeah. fucking shame because DC has so much potential. And Green Lantern has so much potential. You know? <sighs> Frustrating. It really is. I, 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 I hope DC gets their shit together. I, I'm not the biggest fan of the Zack Snyder cut and all that. But genuinely, I honest to God hope it's good. So I really do. I hope it's good because... Fuck. Like, I can't handle a, 
like uh, another letdown. I can't. And you know what the worst part is, though? I genuinely do think it's going to be another letdown. Like it hurts me to say it, but I, I genuinely think the Snyder Cut is going to be another letdown. Like, I hope to God I can look back on this podcast in like a year's time and be like, I was dead fucking wrong. Zack Snyder did it. Yeah. Because I, he has the visual chops to really make superhero movies work. I just don't think his writing's where it needs to be. Uh, again, I think that's typical of a movie like Sucker Punch. Have you watched it? The with all the girls. Yeah. Yes. Like, visually, it's a stunning movie. It's got some phenomenal ideas behind it. But the script really, really lets it down. And, like, projects like 300, where the script is basically done for him, you know? It was immaculate. It's immaculate, and it is so well put together. Watchmen, another crazy good movie. So I, do, I don't know what DC needs to do because my so again with with sidetracking from Green Lantern here at the end to talk about Zack Snyder. But my problem is right now there's no reason for me to be keen for the Snyder cut, as harsh as it sounds. Because a Zack Snyder said he's not doing any more DC movies after this. Um, like, Warner Brothers seems to be moving on with various different characters. Yeah. Like, wh- where, why, why should I get excited, you know? Not to be funny, but I watched Joss Whedon's Justice League, and realistically, how much different can Zack Snyder's version be, do you think? How different do you think it could end up being? I hope that there's a lot more character involved, because now he's got, like, so much more time. And that is what suffered in that movie, that's the same thing that uh, happened in Suicide Squad that you had a cast like a phenomenal lineup with absolutely no depth to the characters honestly I was so surprised in Suicide Squad when Jai Courtney was my favourite character like, like because I, I did not rate him as an actor and coming out of Suicide Squad it was wild to be like he had a good role <laughs> <laughs> uh, like out of such a shit movie like genuinely uh, I think we I think we should cap it there. Yeah, probably. I, I think I'm probably just gonna keep going around in circles <laughs> right now. Alright, I've been you. I've been right. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>